Outstanding, outstanding. Hey, well, welcome to church, everybody. It's so, it's always so good to, to have everybody with us today, and, and, and I'm excited because uh, maybe you've picked up this morning that we're, we're a church, if you're here for the very first time, or, and come on, why don't we, actually, why don't we give our guests a welcome this morning. So good to have you with us today. Uh, this is a church that loves Jesus, so we, that's why we've been singing a lot about him this morning, and because he is the center of it all, and, and it's so good to have you with us this morning. For, if you're here for the first time, or maybe you've been away, I, I saw the storms in this morning, as in, not in as a storm outside, but storms inside this morning. Uh, that, come on, why don't we welcome them back? Been away in South Africa for about a month or so there, so good to have you guys back, seeing you there somewhere up the back there. Very good. Uh, I love the fact that, that here at Elam Christian Centre, uh, Pukekohe, uh, we exist to be a centre of hope to reach, serve and influence our community for God, uh, the nation and our world for God. Your workplace, my workplace, especially my workplace, they, they need Jesus, yeah. But, but we're, we're that church that, that will do everything we can to help people know God. Because we know that that's where it all starts from, that, that, that a life is, 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 is a struggle, can be difficult, has no purpose until you meet the person of Jesus Christ and, and surrender our lives to him. So knowing God is, is one of those things that we just think is, is the best thing in the whole wide world. Uh, but we also understand that, that people are on a journey and, and we all have a past and, and sometimes our past can, can kind of distract us or get us, get, um, get in the way. So, so we're, we're that kind of church that will help you to find freedom because that's why Jesus come to give us freedom and to give us liberty from all of our, all of our stuff that we carry. To make a difference is, is really looking uh, to see what God has placed in your heart. We are passionate about helping you to discover your purpose in this church. And, and, and to make a difference is, is something that I believe God has called each one of us. Uh, individuals, families, uh, and our church to go out there and to reach the world for Him. I'm so excited about this Christmas season coming up. We're going we're gonna to go crazy about Christmas this year once again because we know that's where hope entered the world on Christmas Day. Come on, why don't we pray right now? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for that you're here. Lord, I pray you give us ears to hear and, and what you're wanting to speak to us, Lord God, what you're wanting to speak to me, Father. Lord, Lord, I, Lord, I just, I, I set aside, Father God, that tomorrow and, and, my, and yesterday, Father God, just to focus my heart, my eyes, my spirit upon you this morning. So, Lord, would you come and just breathe afresh upon us today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I mean, now church, I need to let you know that we've got amazing Christmas production coming up, but we have have had, hit a little bit of a snag, so, so we're actually going to be doing our Christmas production in here now. Uh, so I reckon we could probably fit about 500 in here at a bit of a squeeze. Uh, so come on, we, we, we're going to have an amazing time. It's going to take them two days to set up, so come on, you don't want to miss this. But, uh, but most of all, I just totally believe that this is our time of year as the church to shine and to put it out there, and to put who Jesus really is. It's, I, need to, I might burst some bubbles here, but it's not about Kmart. <laughs> or the specials that are coming up tomorrow. It's, it is about Jesus. So, so come on, we're going to celebrate him. So invite your friends, invite your family. That's going to be such an amazing, amazing time. Now, in my house this week, it's probably similar to your house, but, but in my house this week, the, the Christmas tree went up, uh, kind of in the center of the, of the room as much as we could, and it's got all the decorations on it, but, but my house is a little bit different, I think, to probably any other house in New Zealand, uh, because this week, uh, on Monday, I believe it was, uh, was our dining room table got set for Christmas lunch. 
Guinness Book of World Records are coming to check it out this week because I thought I was pretty impressed. And, and, and it was all set. The, the pace mats are out. The cups are out. The cutlery is out. There's just no food. But there's, but there's, there's decorations there. And right in the center, there's some candles. And, and, and I got the right term for this is there's a garland of greenery uh, right in the very center of the table. Uh, but I believe, I believe you could come to my place for Christmas lunch today right after church, because we are so organized and so just ready for Christmas this year. It's just amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I have the most organized house in the whole country, I believe, uh, around Christmas. But I can remember as, as a five-year-old growing up, we, I used to live in Christchurch. I was born in Christchurch, and, and my nana's house was where the whole family, all the, all the um, cousins and the grandchildren would come for Christmas Day. And, and at, at nana's house in Woolston, if you know where Woolston is, and, and we, we wouldn't be allowed to get into the lounge because the lounge was, the, was like right in the center of the house. And, and that's the place where the Christmas tree would be and the presents would be there for all of the kids. And I can remember as, as like maybe four or five years old, you know, finally getting in there and getting into, the, into this room and seeing this Christmas tree. And, and it's almost like it was covered with presents. There were so many kids and the, the presents were almost like reached to the, the ceiling sometimes. And, and, and for some reason it was kind of, it was always centered in the center of the room. It was always placed in the middle of the room. And it, and it was the kids, a kid's best dream to see all these presents there and, and to see what we were about to receive. And as we run into Christmas, we're starting our series from manger to majesty this morning. And we're really going to talk, if you haven't worked it out right now, but we're going to look at Jesus at the center of it all today. And just over here, you'll, you'll see there's uh, what we call a nativity set. And, and if you're not, uh, or the nativity scene, and, and we're going to look at this really shortly. I know, apologize if you can't quite see it there, but we're going to have some pictures coming up on the screen very soon. But, but essentially... The nativity scene is all centered around this little figure right here in the center. It's baby Jesus. Why don't you say baby Jesus? Baby Jesus. You've got to start with a bit of a, a twang. Baby Jesus. Yeah. And it's all centered around Jesus. And here's the thought this morning. I know that as we, as we run up to the end of the year, as we run up to Christmas time, and, and that sometimes we just feel like there's, there's other things that are in the center of our world right now. Like, like the Herald, New Zealand Herald did a study this week of, uh, actually two weeks ago, around the financial viability of Christmas for families. And they're saying in our country, uh, in New Zealand, that one in five families are so financially tight that they're unable to even uh, afford to have Christmas this year. So there's stresses out there. Maybe there's stresses in, in, in relationships and, and, and or in family. Or, or maybe, you're, maybe you're, some stresses will be there's, there's too much to do. I don't know how I can do it. And, and as we run up to Christmas, we, we can sometimes have these things where they kind of, they kind of move from uh, being, being just concerns to right into the center and how are we going to do this. This morning, as we, as we look at the nativity scene this morning, uh, there's going to be a bit of a challenge for us all in here is that what is actually at the center of our lives this Christmas, this year? You may come to church and you may read your Bible and you might do all the Christian things, but, but maybe right now you're saying that, well, there's, there's actually Jesus is kind of off to the side a little bit and, and there's actually some other, I've got some other issues that, that seem to be consuming me and that's the key, I think. Sometimes some of the stresses, they, they consume us and, and become like this little thing or this big thing where we seem to revolve around it. We're always thinking about it. We're always up at night. We're not sleeping. 
we're struggling. And, and I want us to give us some real keys this year on, on having Jesus at the center of our world, of our life. And, and how, do we, how do we do that? The, the dictionary defines center as this, something or someone at the center of a situation. They are the most important thing or the most, pers- most important person involved. So I've got a question to ask this morning as we, as we look at this, this message, this topic this morning, and it's simply this. What is at the center of your Christmas? Maybe we could put it this way. What, what, is, what in your life, uh, what is your life revolving around? Because this scene here, this scene here kind of gives us a picture. And if we were to, to, to think about this, this whole scene, and there's going to be a slide just pop up right now, and as Jesus is at the center, but there's, there's a scene of different elements uh, in, this, in this picture. And, and I'd like to kind of suggest that we're going to use this picture or this scene as, as to represent our lives today with, you know, with, with there's a central focus and a central point there. And, and we're going, to, we're going to look at that and we're going to uh, have some, uh, a conversation around it. And, and so to give you a heads up there, Mary and Joseph, they're, they're in there as well. That's Jesus' parents. And, and, and of course, there's a shepherd there. We could, this scene has one shepherd, so he was pretty popular. Uh, one shepherd there. And then there's the wise men. There's a couple of them out there. If you look at this afterwards, his hand has fallen off. So we just have to fix that later. Uh, on his journey, he had an accident. Um, so, but, but there's wise men, and they were called the Magi uh, in the Bible as well. And, and it's that, that Christmas carol, We Three Kings of Orient, ah, that's them. And they brought gifts of gold. So these guys were wealthy. They were uh, really wealthy people, frankincense and myrrh. Uh, and then we have all the animals. The animals, because uh, if you're not aware of the story, what, what happened, Mary uh, and Joseph, they were having to travel uh, to, uh, traveling from Nazareth to go back to their hometown because there was Bethlehem because there was a census going on and they had to go and register. But they get into town and there's, there's nowhere to stay. All the hotels and the motels, the Airbnbs, they're all booked up. Everybody's got there before them. And the only place they could, they could sleep or stay the night was this barn. It was a stable. It was a place where animals were, were getting fed. And that was the only place they could go. And, and, and so, so you'll see this thing here that baby Jesus is lying in. It, it's called an, a manger. Uh, maybe we don't see it a whole lot these days, these kind of things. But, but essentially it was like a, a, a piece of equipment on a farm that they poured uh, food in for the animals to eat out of. Not a crib. Not a nice bassinet with a lovely spongy mattress. It was a manger, somewhere where animals would eat their food out of. And, and today, today you, as, you, as you think about Christmas coming up, maybe you see the, the nativity scene on Christmas cards or, or maybe on, I think, like the Fords, because I saw it on Facebook last night. Uh, they have one on their, on their mantelpiece or their table, and, and many people do that. And, and maybe today uh, at 2 o'clock, uh, in the Christmas parade going downtown afterwards, we might see a nativity scene on the back of a trailer or back of a car there somewhere. But, but it really is a beautiful picture, and it's there to remind us of what Christmas is all about. But here's the thing. Today, today as, we, as we just share these few minutes together, I'm less concerned about how it is set up on people's tables. Because my real question is that how is it set up in our hearts? See, in some ways, this nativity scene is, is really a picture of you and I. It's a picture of our lives and, and really talking about, uh, about what is our lives centered on. How are we set up 
in our lives. We may go to church. You may be maybe uh, reading your Bible every single day of the of the year, and and but there's points and times in our lives where it, it almost like uh, it seems that sometimes Jesus kind of gets uh, pushed around to a side, and and other things, other elements become the center of what we're doing. See, it's just like the solar system. It's just like the solar system. We all have something that everything revolves around, and it's that thing. It's the thing that you draw your energy and your strength from. See, this nativity scene is, is where everyone is gathered around Jesus, and, and the truth is that we can all have elements and times in our life where, where sometimes that is not the case. And I'd like to suggest that, that this time of year, as we roll up to Christmas here, that we, we look at this setup of our lives. How, is the, how are we set so here's the thing. So let's look at it. So, so if we were to take Mary and Joseph, and, and we're going to move them uh, aside a little bit. Let's move them uh, out to the way a little bit. And, uh, and you know, maybe, maybe Jesus is still here, and he's still there. Maybe you're going to church and reading your Bible. But Mary and Joseph, we've, we've kind of um, moved them out uh, and, uh, and put the, the shepherds, the shepherds at, at the center of it all. And really... Really, the shepherds, I'd like to kind of suggest today that our shepherds re- represent our work, uh, the stuff we do, that the eight to five, the time we spend. And, and one of the, the realities is, is that, that we spend a lot of time at work, and, and it's, our, it's our Monday to Friday, it's all the stuff that we do. And, and one of the reasons that this can so easily become the center of our life is because we spend so much time there. We, we, we spend all our energy there, and, and sometimes we, we come home and we're, we're just exhausted from a, from a hard day's work, and, and that's all great. And, 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 but see, a lot of people give their best to their jobs, and, and even their, their families are kind of like in the, in the background, not, not giving much to their families or, or supporting them uh, like you want to. But, but see, God, uh, one of the amazing things, is the problem is here, is that everyone has times in our life where, where it doesn't work. There's never enough. You don't get the promotion or you, don't, you, you can't find a job. It's just it's difficult. So when we have our, our work uh, uh, right at the center of it, this, I, I've got to suggest that, that maybe if that's at the center of, of your life, your work, that maybe there's some issues that, that, that you're feeling or you're sensing right now. And, and to take a stock take today and say, and say Jesus, I, I, I want you in the center of my life. Because every, even though Jesus is still there, he was still there. It's just the setup is you, you weren't designed to, to do that or to be that way. Jesus at the center of it all. Here's another scenario. We'll put the shepherds back and, and let's try the, try the wise men. So these guys here. And, and when, when you look at them, they, they really are, have got it all together, haven't they? These guys, so, so the wise men, they kind of represent maybe education or our, our wealth. Like, they've got to be pretty wealthy. If you can bring gold and give it away as a gift, like a, like a bucket full of gold, that's pretty, pretty impressive. And how these guys, these guys even, even represent uh, edu- education and knowledge and, and insight and, and fame and maybe popularity. Because, the, the, like, let's get it, like, if there's anything that should be at the center of it, it's probably these guys because they look the part. They look the part. They have the wealth, and they, they have maybe the, all the learning that goes along with that, and that they're pretty handsome from where I'm sitting or looking at the moment. They're, they're, they are people of, of stature, and, and, and that's, that's what they represented. They were wise men, obviously wealthy and lots to do, but, but a lot of the times our lives are set up this way. 
Very few people, I believe, probably in this room say, I will put all my hope and my happiness into my education or my knowledge, my wealth, my, my, my insights. Very few people will say that, but in reality, when you think about it, we do put our hope in that. And, and sometimes we, 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 we put that in front of everything or at the center of our lives, and, and Jesus kind of is still there. He's still there, but he's just kind of not in the center anymore. Is another scenario, and actually 1 Timothy, in your notes this morning, you'll see in your notes, 1 Timothy 6, 7, it suggests this, it says this, that when we do, it teaches us not to be proud and not to trust in money. Why? Because it is so unreliable. Another version says, because it is so uncertain. See, here's the thing, it's okay to have wealth, it's okay to be, have fame or, or success, it, it just shouldn't be right at the center of it all. Uh, see, now let's try this. Let's try another scenario. Let's, we're going to put these guys back. I'm sorry, the scene's getting a little bit messed up there now, but, but we're going to put these guys back, and, and let's put Mary and Joseph back right in the center of it all. Let's put Mary and Joseph there. They're, they're kind of uh, in, the, in the center there, and, and, and this would represent, say, family, marriage, and, and relationships, and, and maybe you're thinking, thinking in your mind right now, that's it. That, that's what should be at the center of it. And, and, and I, just, I want to tell you today that, yes, our, our relationships and our, our marriage and our husbands or wives or children should be a real top priority for us. But I want to give you a hint there. When, when relationships are at the center of our lives and our hope for happiness is placed in a person or relationship that's not Jesus, we can so easily get hurt. We can so easily get hurt, and, and family and, and, and marriage and relationships, they are, they, are, they are a real top priority. But and that's, in one sense, I'm, I'm kind of talking about the relationship that we have where everything is invested into a person. It's like, it's like they're our saviour, they're, they're, they're going to make me happy and things. And, and you're probably like me, there's times in our lives where, we, where sometimes when we've done that, we, do, we get hurt, we get burnt maybe. And, and can I say, it's just... Uh, and when we look at this scene, that, that, that's just not the, the setup, the way that God designed us and, and didn't want uh, that kind of setup to be there for us, you know. The, the setup that he is saying to us and, and wants for us is that Jesus at the center of it all. Now, there's one more scene. There's one more scene, and you're going to think this is funny, but, but uh, we're going to put the animals at the center of it all. The animals. And, 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 and that, was, that was great you guys to laugh because we would normally say, we would normally say, no, that animals aren't at the center of our lives at all. Well, I've seen your Facebook, and I've seen your Instagrams, and so I don't know. I don't know. But, but I wanted to say today that, that maybe our, that our animals, are, and we do love our animals, right? right I, I do have a dog. If anyone wants him, he can take and have him. But, but our animals, they kind of represent our, our, um, our, our rest, uh, rest and our outside of work kind of exercise, like our, our, our fun, our, the things we do in, in our, our environment, the, the, the holidays we take and the, the things we, we get up to and we get involved in. And, and, and really, the animals around our, like maybe you, you love going to the beach and, and, and maybe it's all these hobbies and sports and all of those kind of things. And here's the thing. God gave us all of that stuff for us to enjoy and to love. But maybe our setup is that we're set up around all of that stuff. And, and, and Jesus says, that, the Word of God says that, that all of these things, that they're all great. 
They're all wonderful, and he's given them all, all to us for our enjoyment and for our pleasure, for our fulfillment in life. But, but, but he's saying that, that when all of those things crowd out me, when they, all of those things, are, are, we, our life revolves around all of that stuff. That's Like it's our setup just needs a little adjustment. Jesus at the center of it all. Can I say today that, that maybe if you're, if you're going uh, any one of these ways or one of these scenarios kind of plays out for, for, for you, um, uh, you know, maybe it's just time to have a look. Let's, at this end of the year, just have a look at how we're set up. Let, let's just have a look at, at how, where all our pieces are, are placed. And, and is, it, is Jesus just somewhere there hiding in the, in the middle and back in the, towards the end? Or is he, is he truly at the center of our lives? See, what I love to do, one of the things I love about my job is, and what I get to do is, 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 actually, uh, is actually every Sunday when I see everybody and everybody comes in, and, and it's not so much to, 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 to write a, or, or come up with a, a real clever message that tickles your, your ears and things like that. My, my one goal is this, is that I can help you to put Jesus back in the center of our lives. It's our solar system. It's our solar system. And that sun, that sun represents uh, everything that Jesus has done for us and, and what he's going to do for us. Can I tell you today that if Jesus is supreme uh, to everything else, it's like our solar system where the sun is supreme to everything else and it, all the planets revolve around it. Jesus is supreme uh, and everything needs to revolve around that person of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 verse 15 in the message version really highlights this about how Jesus is supreme. This is a great way to, to picture it. It says, we look at the sun and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at the sun and see God's original purpose in everything he created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below and visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence, and he holds it all together, even right up to this very moment. Jesus is supreme. This morning, what does it look like to have Jesus at the center of our lives? Well, I've got three quick, uh, really great tools here this morning. To have Jesus at the center is to invite Jesus to take his rightful place. And you, and you do have to invite him in. He could barge his way in, and, uh, but he doesn't because Jesus is the ultimate gentleman. The picture that we get of, of how much Jesus loves us and that he, he wouldn't just force his way in or push his way in and, and, and make everybody um, invite him. And he stands there and he knocks at the door. Jesus is the ultimate gentleman. We have to invite him in. Maybe you've, you've been around churches for years and maybe you said you grew up as a Christian, went to Sunday school as a, as a kid, and, but you've actually never invited Jesus to come into your life. Can I say today that, that the greatest decision you can make is to invite Jesus to come into your life, to invite him in. For some here, he's been knocking for a long, long time. He's been knocking at your door and can I say, why not? Why not this Christmas? Why not this year? 
open that door to, to Jesus and, and the life that he brings. Maybe it's your next step. It's just like at the end of the service, we're going to pray a simple prayers to, to block out everyone else and say, Jesus, today, I, I, there's no, nothing stopping me. What I'm doing right now, my setup right now is not working for me. It's, it's, it's struggling. It's, uh, um, it's, it's depressing. I, I can't seem to get ahead or I can't seem to know what, I'm, what you placed me here for. Uh, this morning, come on, let's start our setup with placing Jesus at the center. Let's learn to invite him. Let's, why not take that step today? Uh, I love this verse in Hebrews 6.19 because, because what Jesus does in the turmoil of our, of our lives and everything going on, he gives us a picture of an anchor, like an anchor for our soul. It says this. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul that holds us firm and secure. That's Jesus. Ben, do you want to come up right now? Just nice and quiet be great. So to have Jesus at the center is to also to involve him in every area of your life. And let me say it another way. He doesn't want to be your Sunday go-to guy. He wants to, he would love to be your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday guy, your shopping guy, your hunting, fishing kind of person, your walking guy. He would love to be the God that you take to work with him, with you, so he can speak to you and help you. He would love to be every part of your life. And sometimes, so often, we can compartmentalize our lives and say, well, God is for Sunday morning between 10 o'clock and 10 past 11 uh, because the building is different uh, and, and the seats are different. We talk differently there um, and we have different conversations there. And, and, and sometimes we, comp, we put it in this little little uh, compartment there. And, and, and But I can remember the day when I'd made the decision to say, God, I, I need your help. I was, you know, when you get forced into a position and there's nothing you can do, you've got to cry out to God. I said, God, and it was like that day I can remember involving him, starting to involve him in every area of my life. And here's the thing. One thing I was really surprised about, that God was interested in my work. You know those times where you're, where you're faced with a situation or, uh, and, and you don't know what to do. It's like, I remember just saying, God, you've got to help me here. And, 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 and I really felt him speaking to my heart and there was a way through. You know, it's those times where for some of you guys who are uh, people who are in design and engineering and there's, there's a, a situation where how is this thing going to work? Can I say, why don't you this week, when you face that, just say the simple prayer, God, I, I need your help. I, can, can you help me in this? And can you show me? Can you guide me? Can you give me this uh, wisdom and inspiration? I, I believe He can do that. But it all starts with involving Him in every area of our lives. To putting Jesus into the center of it. Maybe, maybe your step today is, is just to take that time and say, this Christmas, 2019, is Jesus, I'm going to put you in the center of it all. The last thing is this, the third thing is this, to have Jesus at the center is to ignite a fresh passion to know Him more. You know what I love about this time of year and, and I think is very cool is, is that the whole year, it, it ends around Christmas. The whole year ends around Christmas. The, the whole year ends with saying that this is a person, uh, a person who came to earth from heaven. And I think it's amazing that a week later, uh, we have New Year's and we get to start afresh. It's almost like, uh, it's almost like, like this year. Come on, why not? Why not say uh, this Christmas, this coming year, I'm going to put Jesus at the center of my life. I'm going to involve Him in everything I do. And, and, and I want to ignite this passion for, for more of Him. Why not? Why not this year step over a line? Take 
that step because it's the greatest decision that you will ever do. Having Jesus at the center of your world will change your world. I promise you that. Why not this year make that call, make that decision to place Jesus at the center of it? Come on, let's just let's take a moment right here. Just right where you are and, and, and maybe you you might wanna close your eyes right now, but we, I love to just have take 30 seconds to take a minute just to reflect and, to, and just ask God, what, God what, are you, what are you showing me there today? And it's almost like you, you have this download from Him and, you, and, and it starts from this part of God, I, I, I wanna involve you in my life. I wanna place you at the, the center of my life. Maybe you're here and, and you know that your setup, the way your setup is, is not working for you. It's maybe not wrong. Maybe it, it's just out of balance. The setup is not the way that God had designed it. Maybe your step is to invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You can do that in a minute. Yeah. Maybe you're here, perhaps you're here and you're, you're doing the, the church thing on Sunday. But Monday to Friday is... You're struggling, you know. It's not working for you. I, I believe I felt strongly this week that, that people, if you make that decision to involve Him in your life, that He will have this amazing download for you that will, that will help you, that will bless you. Maybe you're feeling worn down. Maybe the year's taken its toll on you. Maybe you've, you've suffered some kind of loss this year and, and it's just kind of become everything that you think about and everything that you kind of revolve your life around right now. And that's difficult, that's hard. It's been a, just a hard year. Can I say that maybe maybe your step is it's just to take some time and, and when we worship in a minute, they're just to lift your hands and say, Jesus, I need... I need something to change in my life. I need more of you. I need, I need to, to, to see some, some changes, some things happen. Well, it starts with igniting that passion for Jesus. As you step out, I believe that He's going to meet you right where you are. Hallelujah. Church, we're going to close in a few minutes. But, but just in this moment here, I'll just, I'd like to invite you to just... Uh, just to close your eyes and let's take a moment in here. And maybe you're here today and you, you don't know Jesus. You don't know Him as your Lord and Savior. And perhaps you say you're, that your life is far away from Him. I, I want to invite you to pray a real simple prayer in a minute, just after me silently in your heart. Because the truth is this, that Jesus, God made you. Uh, he, he loves you. He's got a great plan for your life, but we all do stuff. We all, the Bible calls it sin and that, that separates us from Him. And, but God did an amazing thing. He, he sent His Son Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me. And, and when He did, He took on Himself all of the stuff that I've done, all the stuff you've done, and He paid the price for it, that we may have hope for the future and eternity with Him. So if that's you this morning, I'm going to pray uh, this prayer right now. And so why don't you join me? Why don't you join me in your heart? Just pray this, pray this. Say, say God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned, but I believe Jesus, you died for me. I turn from my old life and I turn to you. Come in and be the Lord of my life. 
make me brand new. I choose from this day to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, this morning, uh, uh, Julie's going to come in in a second here shortly, but I, I want, can we give a big round of applause? Everybody that prayed that prayer in their heart right now. That's so good. That's so good. I, I want you to do something for me. If, if you prayed that prayer, I, I would love that that you can fill out one of our Connect cards and pop that in the bucket that comes around shortly or tell somebody that you come with today because we want to help you along on that journey. Hallelujah. Father, we praise you for this morning, oh God. We thank you for, for Jesus, for sending your son. And, and Lord God, I pray today that you would uh, bless every home, bless every family, every individual represented here today. Lord, would you speak to us? I pray as we place Jesus at the centre of it all in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everyone, said, Amen. Awesome. And if you made that decision this morning, I know that it's going to be like eating a candy cane. Who takes one 